Welcome uh, to an edition of the Bruin Bible. You know, this is one of the first people I thought of when the news broke yesterday that Chip Kelly was leaving for the Ohio State offensive coordinator job. Uh, Wayne Cook, man, a guy that bleeds blue and gold, has been a part of this program and just a fun person to talk to in times of rebuild and despair for a lot of the fan base. But Wayne, first and foremost, how are you doing, man, on this Saturday evening as we're talking – a new UCLA head football coach going to be coming to Westwood. Yeah. I, first of all, Will, it's it's good to see you, man. I know I've been I've been following you on social media, so I know you've been out of Vegas. I, I love the Eric Kendrick stuff, Otito. I, I love I love where you find the. Uh, I've I've seen a lot of interviews. By the way, everybody has an opinion. Maurice Jones, Drew has an opinion on what's going on. He brought up Chris Horton, and I was like, I loved Chris Horton. <laughs> some people talking about Jerry. Some people are like bring back to Sean Foster. I just it, it's it's fun to see like from from my standpoint and you can see I I I play golf today so I look like I'm I'm all and and I know this is an old UCLA cover up that that logo there uh, old UCLA thing but like I I um I've been thinking about this a lot uh, I I know some of my friends some of the people that I play with um people are mad. Some people are like, what terrible timing. This is horrific. My situation is a little bit different. And, and it's because I, I've, I I feel like I'm friends with Chip Kelly. I feel like he's treated me really, really well. I feel like just like anybody that is in our life. um, I kind of want to, and if you'll indulge me with, with a little bit of time here, Will, um, there, there's some things that have happened. I've been I've been at UCLA from Donahue. Toledo was my offensive coordinator, uh, and then Toledo took over, and I, I was kind of separated from UCLA for about four or five years. I came back and started broadcasting when Toledo was still the head coach. Um, so I've been basically through every coach, you know, for most of us, you know, unless we're you know go back before that to the Dick for meals and, and stuff like that. But from Donahue on, I've been around this program. And um, the one thing I will say about Chip Kelly's teams is that they practiced like pro teams. They were, every practice I ever went to was incredible. And I I can't say that about some of the previous staffs. I I just can't. Um, I I, I played players that screw around. I didn't appreciate like some of the language that I heard. I didn't appreciate that. There was other things going on that was like a distraction. Under Chip Kelly, this team had focus at least when I saw them, you know, on the field. Um, I thought that uh, people forget the first few years when people throw out the overall record. Um, I think people are, are kind of being a little short-sighted or not like the overall record is misleading because this team did nothing but get better. Um, I know that this last year they went back a little bit and I'll talk about some of the mistakes that I saw because there were some like, and again, you can be friends with someone and still see mistakes. Um, I love the staff that Chip Kelly put together. 
some of the, you've met a lot of them, I'm sure will, but they're just yeah. great people. Like, you know, I was sad as could be when Deshaun Foster left. I love Deshaun. We had so many great conversations. And to be honest with you, sometimes he told me stuff that, you know, I couldn't always share, uh, but good stuff, like stuff like that guy's really good. Like that, that guy should be playing more. And I'm like, Oh, oh I agree with you on that one, Sean. So like, there's always going to be, you know, the, these people like, and I just, I, like, I only knew Dan Lynn for a year and he's a great guy. Like, so Chip Kelly find ways, found ways to hire great people. Um, for people that weren't paying attention since the COVID year, we've been getting a lot better. Rarely did we get blow out, uh, blown out. We had a couple of games that, like the Arizona State game, I really, to this day, I can't explain. I don't, this. Yeah, this past it, year, it, you know, there's a couple in there, yeah, you know. I was yeah. aware, there's a couple of them. But there was also, you know, a big LSU win. There was also the Utah and Washington wins back to back. There was. Uh, and, and, and I'm going to remind people of this. There was, you know, for as bad as everybody claims that the recruiting was, we put a ton of guys in the NFL. We're going to do it again this year. There's going to be guys who are going to go to the NFL. We had a top 10 ranked offense two years ago in the nation. Like, that's not easy to do. And I, I, I we could go back and look at the history of how many top 10 offenses UCLA's had in the last 20 years, you know, since 2000. I don't, I don't know what the answer is. I don't think it's been very many. Um, and so that happened. And then last year we had a top 10 defense and a lot of the players were recruited, maybe just not as high school kids, but as transfers. And so like, it, it's been hard for me because I feel like we've been close in the last three years. And I know people don't want to hear that because people have just been mad. Um, and, and so I, I, it was sad for me because I really still believe with all my heart that, that, even in the offseason, I was like, man, we're kind of grabbing. We had a couple of defensive backs and we got to, and, and that's just the way my mind works. I know, you know, people want to just go straight to, you know, screw him. This sucks. He can't recruit. We've got no good players. I'm like, I'm watching games where we've been really fun to watch. I mean, the, the, the DTR, Charbonnet, Bobo, I mean, that, that was such a fun team to watch. And then this year, if you weren't entertained, watching that defense you're crazy and then i'll get to some of the mistakes because i think that we all want to hear this um chip kelly needed to be better with the media i i know he didn't like it but in our media let's be honest with you sometimes and, and some of us are really some of some of you out there are amazing but some of you are doing nothing but looking for the negative stories all the time and that's all you do and i, I, I you've been there were people doing that when i played like no matter what like I could get sacked 15 times and you're like, you know, well, cook sucks now. And I'm like, well, I went to a Rose Bowl last year. Like, yeah, but you suck now. Like, it doesn't work that way. Like this, it's like a, it, there's always going to be people out there like that. And I hate to tell you this, but the people that are composing lists right now of who the next quarterback, the next coach is going to be, some of the same people are going to be big old babies when their person doesn't get hired. They're going to say UCLA doesn't care. They didn't try hard enough. They didn't go off to the right people. And they're going to start trying to knock down the new person as soon as they get here. I hate that crap. Like, let's, let's, let's. Unfair. The school's going to, the school's going to do the best job they can and they're going to try to replace them. But anyway, I, I really believe, Will, that, that, that Chip Kelly and I, I said this to my wife. I've said this to anybody that'll listen. I, I wish he would have been a little bit more open with the media from day one. I think he got better, but I think it was too little too late. I think that, you know, things like having the depth chart that you created the beginning of the year and, and never change again is dumb. Like, I, I never understood that at all. Like, why? What are you afraid of? Yeah, depth chart's a depth chart. All I have to do is watch pregame warm-ups and I know who's playing. Like, it's, it's pretty easy. 
like having having players that are you know banged up and not just being honest and saying they're not playing. I don't get that from any college coaches, to be honest with you. I get it during the week a little bit for game plan, but like you know, it's like sometimes all the mystery and all the keeping secrets and all the other stuff. I, I think in the in the modern or even the, like hey everybody. UCLA fans, all the people that we need to support the school, this is my philosophy on recruiting. We're gonna we're gonna go after the high school kids that we think we can get that match the GPA and everything else that you need to get at UCLA. But we're gonna try to find the Leati Latus, the Zach Charbonnets. We're gonna try to find the Jake Bobos. We're gonna try that's our plan. And I think if he would have just like treated the UCLA fan base and and been honest. Instead of being so secretive, I, I actually think that would have helped quite a bit. I, I think it would have been something. And I think whoever the new coach is, I think that has to be part of the discussion. Like you yeah. need to be, you need to be good with the, the media in LA. Like you need to be, you know, someone like I, I'll give you an example. We we um, one of the people when the first when the first not true rumor of of Chip Kelly getting fired was started a while ago. My whole thought was Brent, Brennan would be great. At, at this job because Brent, Brent now granted he's a former team man of mine and I, and, I, and I love the guy and he's a friend but at the same time he said if you've watched him in Arizona you know just like Jeff Fish before him to be honest with you they're great with the media they're personable and friendly and it doesn't mean you you can't be a good coach and still be friendly with the media you know you, not everybody's going to be Bill, Bill Belichick that's not the only way to do it and so I, there, there were there were some uh, some mistakes. I actually thought, you know, and I'll end with one more mistake, and then I'll let you jump in and start asking me questions. But like, I also think the big mistake, and I think this is a part of the reason why maybe you know Chips moved on and 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 taking a lower paying. I mean, we don't know what his salary is yet, but I'm sure it's not going to be six million to be a coordinator um, to have a payout, which I think was like one point five. I'm, I'm pretty sure that he has to pay that leaving. I'm sure Ohio State will cover that, but like. The idea is, is that um, we had a freshman quarterback last year, and this is not a knock on Dante Moore. And trust me, those same people I was just talking about that had decided that Dante Moore has to play and he's the best. Um, I'll tell you this straight up. I walked out of spring camp and I said, Ethan Garbers is a starting quarterback and it's not even close right now. Yeah, we've had I, these discussions. I, yeah. And I'm going to tell you that I think that there was pressure to play him because of NIL. I don't know if that's true or not. And I, I can't, and, I, and even if it is, I mean, don't get mad at me. I'm like it's, it sounds like that that could have been an influence, because if, if we're if we're being open about about like, trust me, I played quarterback and I had people boo me and I had people cheer me. I know how it feels. I know how it feels to win and I know how it feels to lose. I, I've been through it all. It, it was it was really for a for a young quarterback. It was one of the worst seasons I can remember. I mean, it was bad. It wasn't even like close to good. There was a couple of moments against teams that weren't that good, but like when the when we got into Pac-12 play, it was it was terrible. Ethan Garber should have been gone the whole time. He earned the job. He was he was the better quarterback. He was the most more experienced quarterback. He's more agile. He's got the arm strength, he, and he led the team. And most of the time when he played, you know, you mentioned the Cal game. We we, we talk about the the Arizona game. We were subbing him way too much. I, and I know that that Coach Kelly was trying to keep Colin Schley, and I love Colin Schley and how hard he plays, but it was still, I still believe that this was Ethan Garber's team and it should have been the whole year. We might have had, you know, instead of eight wins, we might have ended up with 10 wins this year. 
I, I really believe that because it matters that much. So there were there were some mistake made mistakes made. I'm sure some of that came from other places. Some of it came from Chip Kelly. Um, I am proud of the players that have graduated from this team. I'm proud of um, how many players we put in the NFL. I'm proud of uh, the culture that's been built. Uh, but now here's but what, what what's next, right? Well, like like I, I, again, I'm not saying I wish he was still here. I wish he wasn't here. I'm just saying that like there's a lot of good people that have been at UCLA over the last few years. Uh, but now let's make this next chapter in UCLA history even better. Yeah, because right? obviously mistakes were made, right? There were mistakes made, um, and now we're gonna we're gonna move forward. But I, I will say this: beware of Washington. Beware of Ohio State's offense these next few years. I have a feeling that they're they're going to be pretty good. I have no doubts, you know, with the talent. And, you know, people can question Chip Kelly in a variety of different ways. You know, you're spot on with the relationship with the media, uh, spot on with the relationship with the fan base. You know, I think yeah. that was a huge part of why so many people are so prickly towards him. Yes, I agree. Bring out that warm embrace from the beginning. And when mm -hmm. you kind of have – and Chip Kelly's just a naturally introverted guy. Well, I, you, thank you for saying that because it's really not in his personality, but this is really funny. And I, I, I know you know this too because you got to have talked about this. When you talk to Chip Kelly about football, around football people, he's awesome. He loves it. He loves he's it. the friendliest guy in the world. He's funny. He, he, he knows what he's talking about, but he can't – he doesn't have to just talk X's and O's all day. He's not like that. He's not like Rain Man. He's like a regular, normal, like nice guy. He just, for whatever reason, and I have some opinions on this, but for whatever reason, he just never came around with 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 the media the way I think the media wanted him to, and the fan base wanted him to. But it is what it is. Yeah, and you know, I I talked to, I got the pleasure of talking to you know Quinn Lake and Otito Obonia this week. Yeah, yeah. And for all of the faults that Chip had, and I don't think he. Put enough thought into NIL. It's a different era of college football, Grant. Yeah. Um, didn't put enough effort into, you know, putting his arm around the fan base and media. He wasn't perfect, but one area he was, I talked to both of these guys, mm -hmm. and they told me this guy was as good as preparing us for the NFL as anybody. Absolutely. And if anyone wants to dispute that, Darren Usher put out a tweet, the new GM of recruiting for UCLA. Do you know since 2021 the yeah. number of players UCLA has put out that are on active NFL rosters right now, they're tied for number one with Alabama. Yep. So you can fault yeah. him all you want. Sure, yep. he lost, you know, a couple games each year that he probably should have won that we we're frustrated about still. But what you cannot tell me is he did not elevate the status of these guys and get them to the NFL. The problems I've had was, you know, the timing of the situation. And it seemed, you know, the joke that I've been making, it was like, it felt like from the outside looking in, it was like the Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith relationship it was so open. Like both sides <laughs> didn't want to cut the cord. Nobody wanted to quit. You know, Chip is actively, openly interviewing for the Raiders offensive coordinator job. I mean, this was reported by Ian Rappaport. He interviewed two times, had clear interest in the Seahawks and, you know, the commanders. What shocked me was I understood him going to the NFL as an offensive coordinator because in a lot of ways – it's not as much work as the college is now with the NIL. Right. Like you have a GM that brings you players and you just plug them into your system. You don't have to go knock on these doors, get out there while getting the fan base to invest in money. To get these yeah. It's a lot less of a grind. What shocked me was him taking a college job at Ohio state. And granted, they have a lot of resources. They're the Ohio state university for a reason. 
but kind of that move to not only leave UCLA in February, but to do it at that, at, a, at just an OC job at the college level. Right. That is shocking to me. And I know his relationship with Day and all that. But man, shocking to say the least, Wayne. And, you know, before we talk, you know, moving forward, there's a couple guys that I'm interested to hear your opinion on. Just, just, just real quick, can I, can I just jump in here real quick? Because absolutely, I, 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 I love what you just said there about the development of the players. Because again, I'm, I'm just going to reiterate the way this team practices, uh, practiced, and you talked about Lake and the players that you talked to, and, and they said the same thing. And, and it's, it was obvious to me. The, the practices were done, and the development was done in a way. I used to go to UCLA practices. I won't say who the coaches were, like back, you know, when I and I watched their quarterbacks, and I'd be like, "Is no one going to talk to these guys about their drops and what they're doing wrong and all that?" I go, and they'd be like, oh, "We we deal with that in film." I'm like, "Well, they just practiced it wrong for two hours," and it was like, and I never wanted to sound like, I mean, because I was coached by the great Homer Smith, and I can promise you that would never be tolerated. Like every single rep mattered. And if you were doing it wrong, it was going to be fixed and, and you had to do it right. So um, the way they practiced was fantastic. Um, you, you, you pointed out, um, and this is one thing I wanted to make clear, and this is for the whole world. And I know, I know you probably don't care what I think, but like, but this is just, a, this is just me having an opinion. Sure. Not everybody cares about the money. Like not everybody cares about, I mean, I guess I'm a, I'm a middle school teacher. I, I promise you I'm qualified to be more than a middle school teacher. I, I do it because I, I I love it. I love my hours. I love dealing with kids. I love being able to do the broadcasting stuff and still have another job. It's just, I love being able to play golf. I love being able to like have free time. I, I don't need Chip Kelly. And I heard this and I, I can't say what my source is. He was, he had so much fun coaching the bowl game because, you know, we had lost our quarterback coach. And so coach, Coach the quarterback for that game. And I, I watched the, I remember watching the whole game just thinking, man, this is so much fun because the team played so well. I just think he was like, I miss being a coach. I, I, all I'm dealing with now is NIL. All I'm dealing now is boosters. All I'm dealing now is administrators. All I'm dealing, I'm dealing with all this crap. And I'm just done. And by the way, I'm not making excuses for him. You're allowed to be mad because it was terrible timing. Terrible timing. Yeah, time but I promise you guys this. Martin knew this was coming, and that's why they've given this window. They've already been looking. You know, you talked about the interviews with, with pro teams and stuff like that. Um, some of us heard the rumors about possible Boston College. I mean, there's a million rumors out there. Uh, but Ohio State, it, in this case, is kind of like Kiffin and Sark going to BAM. You go there, you have more talent than everybody else, which makes your offense probably work a lot better. Which, by the way, what Chip Kelly did, you know, with recruiting being as, as bad as it supposedly was, pretty incredible. Um, but when you go to Ohio State and you get some of the talent that they're going to have, do you think that people are just – he might be going for interviews now, but you think more NFL teams will be like, okay, Chip, we, we want you now. A year or two that's really good at Ohio State, and his stock will go back up. But I think he just loves to coach. I really do. And you pointed it out. Ryan Day played for him years ago. There's a cool connection here for that. But either way, enough on that. Um, and, and, again, I know it might seem like I'm I'm all like, yay, Chip was amazing. We should have won more games. But to yeah. be quite honest with you, in some of those games, in some of those games, our, our players, I mean, like you can't. 
if you can blame me for games I lost back in the day, then you can blame DTR for Dave games that for not scoring against SC at the end or, or not completing the pass against Arizona. And I love DTR. He's great. But if we're going to, if we're going to go down this road, let's, let's, let's remember that players actually are on the field too. And it's not always coaches that win and lose these games because great players make great plays when you need them to the most. And we need to keep looking for those types of people, whoever the new coach is, so we can find ways to win the games we need to win, especially since we're going on to the biggest stage, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, you know, you, you kind of nailed it in a lot of different ways. I think with Chip, coaching is what seems like he doesn't care what it's at right now. He just wants, he loves coaching. And I think the day connection played a huge part in that. You know, and, and the most frustrating part, you know, as a UCLA fan, Wayne, is I feel like we finally got the perfect coaching staff around yeah. him. Because, I mean, I think to add to one of his faults, I know Azanero was his guy. It was clear those defenses weren't working at some extent. You know, no, that's, a, no. that's, a, that's a really, you know, a, a point where I thought he kept him too long. Had he I made agree. that change, like, after year one or year two, I think he would have endeared himself more to the fan base on that as well. You know, because you see, you see a DeAnton Lynn come in and really make a change year one, like snap of the fingers. Find me a better linebackers coach, coach than Ken Norton Jr. Mm -hmm. You know, New Heisel was doing great things the wide receivers. We've talked about Deshaun Foster and what he's meant to the running back group. So in terms of the totality of the coaching staff, I finally feel like he was assembling like a very good unit, a roster of coaches to develop these guys even further. So yeah. it was, all the pieces were there in the long run. It just didn't work out. But I'm interested on some of your opinions, Wayne. How, how about – the name that's been floating around a lot that a lot of people really like Tony white. I've looked this guy yeah. up. He was 11th in total defense last year, just behind UCLA at number 10. He was the defensive coordinator in Nebraska was a defensive coordinator at Syracuse. You know, he was eighth in the nation and run defense, you know, in terms of yards per game and what they were able to do under Matt rule at Nebraska, mm -hmm. former UCLA player linebacker mm -hmm. from 99 to 2002 clearly bleeds blue and gold apparently a very good recruiter from all my sources have been telling me what is your knowledge on tony white as somebody that's been covering the program with him there and how would you feel about him potentially getting an interview for the head coaching job you know i i think an interview is, is amazing i i think that you know sometimes what's hard is we live in this world of you know let's go get Pete carroll yeah you guys he's 70 something years old yeah. I'm like I, let's let, let's go get Chris Peterson. I think Chris Peterson doesn't want to deal with all the modern day. I really don't. I don't think he wants. To, I don't think he wants to deal with what's going on in college football right now. Let's go get like, and we just keep throwing around the, the you know. Can we get Urban Meyer? Well, he's got health issues, and it's kind of like you know, this is a little bit. It's it's just it's just going to take a ton of 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 energy and resources to do this right. So when you hear a name like Tony White, who played late 90s right pretty much right after me um i think and and, and it's been a, a heck of a coach for a long time um been doing on the defense and now I, I will i will preface this next little part by saying the most of the like when i look back at the the great rose bowl teams from like the 80s and 90s those were all like homer smith offensive coordinator teams it feels like the best ucla teams that i can remember were always really good on offense it doesn't mean they were really good on defense too but they were really good on offense, but um, like the Cape McDowell teams. Uh, but, but, but Tony is Tony, Tony, I think he's a great candidate. 
Um, I don't know him well enough personally, but like he's got a great resume. He's, I guarantee you he's hungry. He's, he's done a great job at a place like Nebraska, which we've all watched them kind of be down for a while. Um, and I'm sure they're going to want to keep him. So, so yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think Tony White should get an interview. Um, I, I hope we're interviewing a lot of people. I mean, I hope there's people since it, because this is, this is the thing that bothers me. Going back to the people that cover UCLA, and it's not everybody, so please don't think I'm picking on everybody, but UCLA, you know, the, the people, well, UCLA is never going to be good ever again. They can't do this. They can't do that. It's like, you know, when Jeff Fish went to Arizona, do you think people are like, oh, Arizona has got a chance to be great again? And all of a sudden, one year later, they're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe we're losing Jeff Fish. He was going to lead us to, like, a national championship. I'm like, it happened almost overnight. And yet the negative people out there are like, it could never happen at UCLA. We've only got over 100 national championships in all our sports. We could never figure this out. Yes, we can. It just has to be the right formula. Like I, I, I talked on uh, on a show the other day where I was talking about, like, I, I do think the new chancellor is going to matter. I think that when you have a school that realizes that you can still be an amazing academic school and yet that sports can still be like that engine, UCLA has, I mean, shoot, Jackie Robinson played for, I mean, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, like, like we're talking about, like, we've had some of the greatest athletes and our school loves to be progressive. And like those guys, we, we have like the first NFL African-American player, the, the, the Jackie Robinson cross the color line of baseball. I'm like, we have that school. We've got so many stories. Let's win in football. But we're a basketball school. Like, no, we're not. We're good at both. We're good at everything. So let's yeah. figure let's figure this out. So 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 if, if you think it'll never happen or it can never happen, then just go sit in your corner and be negative. I will always believe that it can happen again. I even read online the other day. I was cracking up at people like someone was pointing out, well, were you back in the day like in '93? That's my team. They only won eight games. Like who cares if we only won eight games? We beat SC's butt. We beat it one of the best defenses in the history of the the world in, in Desert Swarm and scored thirty something points. We beat their butt. And we won the conference. Yeah, but they only won so many games. You need to go, like, hide under yeah. a rock because it's never going to be good enough for you. Like, 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 I get it. Like, going over 20 years without winning, was it 25 now, since 98, that we haven't won, that sucks. I agree with that. We have to win. We have to, we have to win more and fight for those championships. I agree. But to actually go back in time and retroactively act like even back then we weren't that good. We won the conference. What do you want? So I know those people are out there, and I, I'm not trying to get up on my soapbox and act like, but but like, wouldn't we love to have those moments again? I know it's in a different conference now, but would you complain if we lost two games and won the Big Ten? Probably not. You'd probably be the happy. You'd probably be really really happy. So um, it, it it is what it is. I know I, I'm I'm all over the place. I've it's been a long day for me, but like. I, I hope that people believe, I hope the people in the athletics department believe this, that we can hire a great coach. You just mentioned one. I know we're just getting started. We can have great assistance because we just talked about how we have had great assistance. Our school it has put more money into football. Like there's there's opportunity. I, I really believe there is. It just has to be the right formula. I, we haven't quite found it yet, but we're, I, I, I truly believe that we can. Yeah, I, I do too, Wayne. And, you know, the, the frustrating part on the surface for the February departure was a lot of the guys that we could have talked about. 
you know, Jonathan Smith from Oregon State or some of these other guys. Yeah. They've been long moved on, you know, which makes the timing yep. of this difficult. But I did hear, you know, this it was confirmed by Jason Shear, at least for the guy who formerly covered, uh, you know, Jed Fish at Arizona. That Jed Fish, there was an interview at some point this week of him talking to UCLA. I know he just took the job at Washington. Yeah. It'd be a $10 million buyout. I don't think it's realistic. But Jed Fish was the number one guy I wanted, you know, right. initially in the cycle of Chip were to depart during that November kind of frenzy when everyone thought he was going to get fired. It didn't end up happening. So we kind of had to, kind of, you know, brainstorm there. David Shaw is another guy that's come up a couple mm-hmm. of times. Fan base does not like this guy. I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit more bullish on Shaw than some of some people. I don't think he's my number one candidate. But, you know, the people that think he just – basically took the teams that Harbaugh had, didn't follow college right. He did eight more years. He went to four Rose Bowls yeah. with Harbaugh not there. I mean, this is the guy that brought Christian McCaffrey, who's playing the Super Bowl, Offensive Player of the Year in the NFL, you know, to yeah. you know, Stanford. So you got Shaw there. You got Jed Fish. There's a couple other names out there. Fleck was in the picture for a second left. Your buddy, Brett Brennan, there was rumors mm-hmm. certainly today that he might leave Arizona. I don't think that's likely, given what I've seen since then. Talk to me about Fish and Shaw, and maybe even a guy like Deshaun Foster, who could come back in here and be the face of the program. Those are the three guys that I'm looking at. I know Foster's limited experience, but everyone that's played that for that guy loves him. If He's got a yeah. great yeah. staff. There's a lot of great options. So talk to me about Shaw, talk to me about – Foster and talk to me about fish. So so let's go back and 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 have fun with the fish, Jet Fish and, and Brent Brennan. Because I saw both those reports today. Yeah. And then right afterwards I saw Brent Brennan um who's like in, in Boulder for an Arizona basketball game with his all his Arizona and he was in Phoenix watching the golf tournament. He's wearing all his Arizona gear. Yeah. I, I, I just and again I'm gonna I'm gonna say this and I think we all know if you're you it's an election year in politics and if you're out there listening like and you believe everything you see on social media, then you're part of the problem. Because yeah. because we're being we're being like we're being lied to on a regular basis. Like propaganda on steroids is is what social media is now. And it's happening in sports too, obviously, just like it does in politics. There, there like I may be wrong, but there's no. Can you imagine Jack Fish? He already pissed off the world in Arizona for getting him and having a team that was going to come back and most likely be the favorites in their new conference and leaving, which is just more like it made him. He went from an aw shucks kind of I'm a great coach and I'm a good dude to kind of looking like a little bit of a jerk. Like sorry guys, I mean I I know I told you I promised you the world. But Washington's a better job, so I'll see you later. And so could you imagine if Brent Brennan did the same thing after going to Arizona to replace him? He's like, a game. He's like, and he's like, yeah, I'm out of here. And, and so I, I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't believe that those two guys interviewed for UCLA's job. I mean, you'd have to prove that one to me because that makes no sense. Like none Great. whatsoever. Yeah, I agree makes zero sense. So so we'll, we'll, we'll move on to uh, – I'll say this. I've heard Eric Bieniemy's name mentioned by a lot of people. It'd be awesome. Um, awesome. When Eric Eric Bieniemy was at at UCLA, that was one of my favorite. That was back when Carl Durrell had um, Embry and and he had – I don't even know. Was Dino Babers on that staff? That might have been later. But we had a great staff. That was the the staff that coached Maurice Jones Drew and Mercedes Lewis and Drew Olson. And that was the team that won 10 games. And they were like the cardiac kids that came back every week. It was incredible. 
Um, such a fun team to cover. And then, you know, we couldn't pay those guys enough to keep them around. But you got to think about a guy like Eric Bieniemy, who's just got to like absorb what Andy Reid has done. And but man, there's reasons, and I know people want to come up with reasons that probably are, you know, probably not true about why Eric Bieniemy has never become a head coach. I don't have the answer to that. I know I liked him a lot when he was when he was here. I know he's gone on to do great things in the NFL, and, and, and people have loved playing for him. I feel the same way about Deshaun Foster. Deshaun Foster was one of the best running backs UCLA has ever had. He's a great coach. We go all the way every every year. Now, part of this is, you know, not just to Sean Foster. I mean, we have to give credit to Chip Kelly's system and the way he runs the football. Um, but to be honest with you, whether it was a walk-on and Joshua Kelly, whether it was a transfer uh, like Britton Brown or Felton? Zach Charbonnet. Felton or, was a like, wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, Felton, Felton was a kid. My son played against at Great Oak High School right here in Temecula Valley, and he's a great athlete, but he won a running back. He was more of a slot receiver type. Like he was like that, and he ended up being a great running back. Deshaun Foster just turned. I mean, all those guys were talented, but he he just has coached them up. But then when you talk about the type of leader he is, the respect he has from the players and the team, um, I think he's he's a guy. You know, and again, what worries me a little bit is being a head coach is really hard. It like is. an assistant coach is is not the same. Like a head coach has to wear so many different hats. And it's, it's, it's a real challenge. Um, but at the same time, I'll tell you, you know, everybody knows this. I mean, Terry Donahue wasn't a head coach before he became a head coach at UCLA. And he's won more games than anybody in, in, in conference history. And I don't think anybody can break that now because it's not a conference anymore. So the, the idea is, is that like, sometimes you got to take a chance on these, you know, young and upcoming coaches. And, and yes, it's, it seems like all the young coaches that get jobs now are all the analytics guys, but, 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 Maybe just maybe some of these guys that are actual football players and, and, and really good at what they do and communication and leadership, you know, maybe they just need their shot. We might have the we might have the next great head coach, you know, and, and right in front of us. I mean, like like I said, like Deshaun Foster, like Eric Bieniemy, these are people that have been at UCLA. You know, Jet Fish was here a little while. I don't think he's coming back. But you know, Brent, Brennan, I I, I I promise you, people would have been mad at me for saying this. But I thought he would have been perfect. And I thought that before he took the Arizona job, and that's why I was like, yep. And that's why you talk about the timing, too, because of this Jonathan Smith. I've met Jonathan Smith more than once. Great guy. Great guy. Great guy. I mean, it's like, and he knew he, I mean, he was trying to be loyal to Oregon State, but because of all the things that have happened and them, them not having a conference, I think he had to make the move. But he could have been someone as well. But that doesn't mean, for again, let's go back to the negative people. We lost the best opportunities. There's other people out there we can find. Now, here's the deal, though. I don't know if you saw this, but there were some recruits that are like, I'm still locked in. Like, I don't know if you saw on social media. Like, Shout out to like, a couple of them did. I, I saw from yeah. another one, too. They're like, no, we're, we're, we're still locked in. Carl, uh, the quarterback, Carl, Carlson. I think he oh, also yeah. said, yeah, you know, like, and hopefully, if I think Martin Jarman said that this is going to happen pretty quickly, which tells me that they've already been looking, um, that it, it needs to. Because we need to go to Cape Madrano and say, hey, but I think at 30 days, but we want you here. Hey, coaches that you want to keep, like, you know what I mean? Like Ken Norton and like, like Coach Norwood and, and like um, Ikaka Malloy. Like, like if, if those are people that fit into the future, because this is what's so scary. 
you know, you want to, you know, you, you want the new coach to come in and have an opportunity to look at the staff you have. Right. And then to think about like, how are we going to keep this thing intact? The offensive side of the ball has nothing but players coming back. I mean, this offense has a chance to be really, really good next year. So, you know, you, you want to come in and start recruiting those players right away. And then we still have another transfer portal window, window coming up to maybe fill a couple of, you know, uh, positions as well. So th- this hire has to be kind of quick, but at the same time, you want to make sure you take your time and make the right decision um, because all of that's going to matter. You really want to try to keep the players that are here from wanting to transfer because, you know, we have some really good players that other, other places are going to want. Yeah. The enemy, I mean, just from a recruiting tool standpoint, he could walk into these quarterbacks, living rooms, LA yeah. guy too. So yeah. he was the coach yeah. uh, from 2003 to 2005, the running backs coach. He got more research yeah. to the NFL. Yep. Just yep. To think about this as a recruiting tool. Oh, Patrick Mahomes, the face of the NFL. Yeah. I was that guy's OT, uh, yep. you know, for four years. You want to FaceTime him right now? Do you want to get him on the phone? He could talk to you. Yep. You know, I, the enemy to me, if he was interested, he'd be in my final group. I think there's a lot of positives there. Um, mm-hmm. I think Foster, the only thing that holds me, if he was like an offensive coordinator, I'd be like right there. Right. You know, right. Be, and he did get that so like a promotion to like associate head coach last year. So he right. is expanding his portfolio. And I don't think his time at UCLA is completely finished. I think there's gonna be a revolving door there where he wants to come back. But um, you know, it's gonna be interesting, man. David Shaw is a name out there too that so yeah, I, I didn't talk about that, but I, I I heard I heard what you that you talked about. You guys, you and um, Badman, you, Jamal talked about him the other day, and people kind of were like, ah, we don't want him. Did you see his last three years? I'm kind of with you. I, I watched David. I watched David Shaw across the field, kind of outsmart many UCLA teams and outcoach many UCLA teams over the years. I did. I, I got to admit it. And I walk by him, you know, in that weird walk back to where the locker rooms are at Stanford Stadium. And I just kind of would like always look over at him and be like, and he just was like, yeah, I, I'm good at this. I, I do think the changing in college football, the the constantly, you know, having to recruit that certain athlete at, at Stanford is a challenge. And if you if you dip a little bit, it's when you're winning, it's easier to get the best of the really smart kids around the country. But when you're not winning, UCLA deals with this to some extent too. When you're winning, it's easier to grab those players. When you're not, it's not as easy. And when you slip a little bit, it's hard. And I don't know if, if in the current situation, NIL is going to – we'll see what happens with Stanford going forward. It, it, it might be tricky for them. I'm not really sure. Um, but I like David Shaw. I've met David Shaw uh, quite – I've talked to him a lot this year because he's been around the program quite a bit. We played against each other. He's my age. Um, he was at Stanford when I was at UCLA, and um, I do like him. I, I I don't know if he's the right choice or not, but I'm not gonna. I wouldn't be like, oh no, if he got hired, to be like, this guy's David Shaw. S- uh, Stanford was a top, I want to say top five team in in America for like a de- over a decade, like one yeah. of the top teams in the country. When they had all those, remember all the great tight ends. They had great big receivers. You mentioned McCaffrey before that. They had, and I don't know when the Jim Harbaugh transition happened, but David Shaw coached a lot of really, 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 really good teams. He knows a lot of people because I will say to anybody listening, I don't care who the coach is. If it was Deshaun Foster, who you hire as assistants matters. 
like you're a side just pointed it out earlier every single time terry donnie you brought back homer smith to coach the offense we went to a rose bowl i'm serious every one of them like he, he was he was a key hire it doesn't mean terry donnie wasn't a great coach because i always felt like great leaders surround themselves with great people right you want to get people around you that are really good at what they do so I don't care if Derek the enemy. I don't care if it's David Shaw. I don't care if you, you you use your connections to try to bring in the best staff. Like we talked about Dan Wynn, great hire. He inherited a lot of really good players, but he was still a really good hire. Ken Norton, getting him out of the NFL was a really good hire. Like you bring in, you know, play, I loved Ryan Gunderson. I thought he did a great job with, with DTR. I thought he was one of the most polished quarterbacks at the combine when he was there. He looked fantastic, and that's coaching. So, like, you you bring in these people. Now, granted, some of those people I just mentioned have moved on, but that happens. That happens, and, you know, that happened. That great coach that I talked about, um, uh, Homer Smith, he left before my senior year after we went to a Rose Bowl and, and went back to Alabama because his family was there. And, and that sucks, but that's part of the business. And then you got to find someone else to bring in, and they brought in Bob Toledo, and Bob Toledo was a heck of an offensive mind. And he, he was led us to 20 straight wins at one point with Cade McNabb and the Rose Bowl. So you can do it, but you have to surround yourself with the right people. So that's whoever we hire, that's going to be as important as the head coach. Who can we fill the staff in with? Totally agree, Wayne. Hopefully we can retain the Ken Norton Juniors and the Jerry Newhises of the world going yeah. forward. Thank you for joining us and just sharing your initial thoughts on uh, UCLA moving into unprecedented territory with evaluating new head coaches in February. Um, Wayne, we're going to have you on the line when we make a hire. Uh, we'd love to have you back just to kind of get your initial thoughts and where we're headed. Any parting thoughts you got uh, for us before we head into this Super Bowl Sunday tomorrow? I mean, pretty epic stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about that. I, I you know, my party, I always get anxious because I don't want people to think that I'm all like, Woo, you know, go, this is great. Like, I trust me, because I want to win more than anybody. I, 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 after the Arizona State game this last year, I was like, what the heck just happened? Like, why did that happen? And, and no coach is, is, is free from blame. They, these guys make a ton of money. They're grown men, and it's their job to, to win the games they're supposed to win. Those are the hardest ones to take, right, Will? When you, when you win the games you're supposed to win and you lose games that you're supposed to win, it's the losing games you're supposed to win that are like, are you, are you kidding me? And, and really, if you want to just look at those last three years of the Chip Kelly era, we can all name those games. It's like we had that one. We should have beat them. Like, what the heck happened there? And that's oh, that's man. what and, – and, again, that's why Coach didn't get fired. He didn't. He moved on. But but still, those are things that make people go – that you question. You're supposed yeah. to win the game against Arizona State. You're supposed to win the game against Cal. Like, you win those two games, it's a 10-win season, and everything can be totally different right now. And so, uh, hey, Bruin fans, let's all, like, whoever the new hire is, um, we live in a world of, of NIL, and we live in a world where, like, it's going to take a lot of us to support the team, sometimes financially. Um, we have opportunities to buy season tickets. Um, I promise you the Rose Bowl uh, next year with, with the Big Ten schools, I think it's going to be awesome. So I hope that people show up because there's going to be a lot of big games. Um, you actually matter. 
all, all this stuff matters. Like, like we can complain about the program, but how about supporting it? I, I, I think that's where I'm coming from. Let's let let's support it. I know you're frustrated, but isn't it funny that all the people that complain about UCLA, they always come back and they complain more. So yeah. it, it's okay. You're allowed to complain. It's, it's trust me. You're allowed to boo. You're allowed to be upset. But um, let's do it support. at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, yeah. And let's let's support the guys we have. If Ethan Garbers is our quarterback next year, let's appreciate the heck that we have a pretty darn good quarterback coming back who's an upperclassman who who had a really good year when he played last year. And let's let's treat him like he was a former four-star who got a scholarship to, to play under Chris Peterson, who's a heck of a coach, and then came to UCLA and has been really good. Um, so let's let's support those guys, and, and hopefully we can have a good year next year. Yeah, for the naysayers that didn't show up to the Rose Bowl, you know, these past few years because of Chip, your excuse is over. We need you out there next <laughs> yeah, year. We need you. Yeah, we need you out there supporting the team, guys. So, uh, you know, let's put faith in what we've got going on moving forward. That this university can hire the next head coach for UCLA to move them onto winning circumstances. But thank you so much again for coming on, Wayne. We're gonna have all this stuff reporting with the coaches and the coaching search. Uh, right here at LA Football Network and the Bruin Bible. Stay tuned, guys. We will be back very, very soon. Have a good weekend.